0: Because there's nothing more disempowering than having someone do for you when you didn't want them to do for you.
1: This week on The Hitch Podcast, you want to know the key to a happy marriage? Don't take it personally. Dr. Noelle Nelson explains. Stay tuned. Hey, can you
0: feel it? the power through your veins Underneath
1: the lights you've heard me talk about the hitched wine club before well it just got better we have now launched with our partner touring and tasting a wine country getaway concierge service for free so what that means is we can help plan your itinerary Uh, help set up accommodations with recommendations and finding the best rates for you, uh, give you access to wineries that are not open to the general public, uh, complimentary wine tastings, private tours, and more. Even better yet, you don't even have to be a wine club member. But if you want to find out more information, click the wine club link on the Hitched homepage. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined with the fan favorite, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. We today are going to talk about a key to happiness in your marriage, and you say don't – the key to that happiness is don't take it personally. Um, th- I mean the topic has me really intrigued because marriage is supposed to be the most important uh, personal intimate relationship uh, a person can have. and yet you say the way to be happy is to not take things personally and you know that that seems impossible. So um, maybe we should start with this Noel. Uh, what do you mean by don't take it personally and what is the? It, and when you say, "Don't take it personally, what are you talking about there?
0: OK. This is a fact, Steve, of life that we rarely look at, and we don't like it much when we do look at it, and that is that most people, including our own beloved spouse, are not thinking of us nearly as much as we think they are thinking about us. <laughs> and that's really, I'm not kidding you, and that's whether we're talking about good thoughts, bad thoughts whatever, our spouses just plain aren't thinking about us most of the time. Uh, And, and
1: (laughs) I mean, that's really a huge ego blow.
0: Yes, it can be. But it's also very good news. So let me explain. If you can wrap yourself around the idea that your spouse isn't thinking of you all that much and can be okay with that. Then when your spouse is grousing or in a bad mood, you're less likely to take it on as being your fault or something you should do something about. Or more importantly, when they do something that upsets you, you won't take it as a personal attack. For example, because that's always how we (laughs) – how this stuff makes more sense. For example, Uh, let's say your spouse is late again for something important to you, okay? Maybe it's this really special dinner at your folks or some kind of business opportunity, meeting, something important to you, and your spouse is late. Well, now you take that as a personal dissing of you, whereas in all likelihood, your spouse is probably late because of something that was important to them. And yes, it smarts, it hurts, your ego doesn't like it, but we are all selfishly oriented as a matter of survival and if you're honest with yourself, you'll see that you are just as selfishly oriented as your spouse. Now, now isn't,
1: I, I mean, isn't it a bad thing to be selfish in a marriage, though? Of course
0: it is, if that's all you are, of <laughs> okay. course. But what I'm talking about is, and this is, this is where it gets a little tricky, is developing a perspective regarding your mate's behavior that involves putting yourself in their shoes. See, that's the key. It's, it's less about selfish, unselfish. It's more about put yourself in their shoes, and that is probably the most unselfish thing you can possibly do. So let's say your spouse is late, okay? Okay. What was that about for them? I mean, I would take money bets that it is highly unlikely, Steve, that they were late because they were sitting around thinking, gee, how can I best aggravate my spouse? I know. I'll be late. Oh, come on. You know, that's not what they're doing. Something came up. Your spouse gave their attention to that. They forgot the time or whatever. But it is extremely unlikely that it's a personal attack. I mean, of course, there are exceptions, right? You know, you've got bad marriages, bad relationships where, yeah, the spouse is sitting around thinking, how can I hurt my unbeloved mate the most? But we're talking about a relatively healthy, normal couple. No, your spouse isn't sitting around thinking of ways to disrespect you uh
1: now i you know this this all makes perfect sense and uh does does the situation change a little bit if you know you use a situation of you're trying to get somewhere and and your spouse is late uh does it change uh the conversation if uh for example this is a habit and you've had a conversation heading into this new engagement where you say, you know, this is really important to me, we can't be late, we have a habit, you have a habit of this, uh, of not being ready on time, can you please, for, for the sake of me, um, you know, get out the door when we, when we, when we need to leave, uh, and, and they're late again, D- does that change things? I mean, does that make it more personal because you've kind of set the expectation ahead of time?
0: Well, it certainly means it's going to hurt more. <laughs> but here's the thing, is that approach is a punishing approach. And punishing approaches are rarely successful. They are sometimes successful short-term. What I mean by punishing is it doesn't address at all what is it that makes being on time challenging for you. or what You know, this doesn't work for me. Okay, that's simple. This doesn't work for me, that you should be late for the stuff that's important to me. Mm-hmm. But I respect you, and I figure that there's something going on for you in other words, you're trying to put yourself in their shoes. So, can we talk about, you know, what what it is for for you that's making this difficult? And the most common one for women is, well, it always takes longer to get dressed than I think it will. Yeah. I mean, I hate to bring it down to that kind of practicality, but it's true. And so it's like, okay, well, honey, um, what if we set an alarm so that you might get start getting ready? I don't know, an hour ahead, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And if, in other words, now you've put yourself in their shoes so you're not simply punishing them with if you don't do this for me do you hear how that can sound punishing yeah it's not
1: i mean i i guess i guess i wasn't even bringing it at um you know as a punishing thing just acknowledging that you this has been an issue in the past um and they 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 haven't you know I, i i hear what you're saying you're saying offer some sort of solution to help them uh be better prepared Uh, By you know, how about we set an alarm an hour earlier or lay out lay out the clothes the night before, whatever the case may be. Um, But what if you're just acknowledging it without offering? I mean, you're not saying like you know we can't be late because blah blah blah. You're just saying we have a habit of it. Um, I guess I guess uh, what I'm getting at is you're just saying take it a step take it a step further by being proactive and empathize with where you know putting yourself in their shoes.
0: In other words, assume. That your spouse does care for you, that your spouse is, does want to honor what's important to you. And therefore, if they're not doing it on a systematic basis, there's either, con- there's either conversation that's going to end up with they don't care for you or they just somehow can't can't figure out the practicalities of how to honor you. I- so it's comes back to putting yourself in their shoes. I'm sorry. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, I was actually just going to say, I love how you put that because, you know, we talked, we started this about, you know, don't take it personally. Uh, but then Mm -hmm. you kind of brought it back full circle where you said, um, assume (laughs) that they love you, which I think is a great way to think about it. So rather, rather than why
0: you shouldn't take it personally.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So rather than, yeah, rather than taking it personally, like they're trying to hurt you, just assume that they're trying not to, um, so uh, what other advantages then might there be to not take things personally?
0: Well, now this one's going to sound like it's the opposite of what we've been talking about. but It isn't really, if you'll follow. <laughs> okay. And the other advantage is the big one is you'll stop fixing where your spouse didn't want something fixed. Or you'll stop rescuing or doing for, which only disempowers your spouse. So often we rush in to fix when your spouse is a grown-up, perfectly capable of getting themselves out of their bad mood or whatever, okay? So you could say something like, honey, I notice you're having a rough time. Let's say, let's take a different example of your, your spouse is in an icky mood, okay. right? And you're taking it personally, as in, darn it, what'd I do now, right? And so instead of going to that personal place of, darn it, what'd I do now, is in, go to, honey, I, I notice that you you seem to be in a in – a, yeah, you i know, having a rough time here. I'll be in the kitchen, whatever. Let me know if there's anything I can do. And then walk away. Because frankly, their bad mood, their grouchiness, their whatever, is none of their business. And if your business, excuse me, mm-hmm. until and unless your spouse says something like, and it's all your fault. And then, <laughs> okay. of course, you're having an entirely different conversation. But what we tend to do, especially with emotional stuff, like somebody's crankiness or their sharp, you know, a sharp retort or something like that, is automatically, just automatically, we take that as some form of rejection, and we take it personally. Mm -hmm. When I would say a good 90 to 95% of the time, it's nothing more than something else that they are troubled about that is shaping their mood, if you will.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you played the gender card a little earlier in the stereotype about You know, women getting ready. Uh, I, I will throw this, the stereotype about men about how they, uh, always want to fix things. And so Mm -hmm. when they see their wife unhappy or in a, in a poor mood, uh, you know, I know I, I fall into this category. The first thing I want to do is make her feel better. I want to, I want to fix whatever is going on that's making her feel this way. Uh, and you're saying that instead of trying to actually fix it, I should just extend, um, some verbal support and then walk away and let her grab the branch if she wants to
0: exactly because there's nothing more disempowering than having someone do for you when you didn't want them to do for you ah that's it's like i will tie my shoes myself thank you very much yeah (laughs) when you're three years old it's like no i want to do it myself (laughs) (laughs) And, and we do have that within us we you know now if if your spouse takes the branch, right? Yeah. Says, oh God, honey, I'm so glad. Yes, please. Here's what happened. <laughs> blah, blah blah. Great. But otherwise, you've made it known. You're there. You love her. You support her. you you know whatever it is. And basically, you leave her a little space, mm-hmm. and she can choose then, or you know he can choose because it happens with guys too, to walk over to you or not. And most importantly, since you haven't taken it personally, it's not going to grow into something worse.
1: You you know that's that's such a great um, point on this because I think you're right because when you do take things personally that's when even though you might say the right things if you're taking it personally sometimes the body language s- says it differently or your mannerisms say uh, or your your the 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 inflection in your voice might you know well you know, what is it? Can I help? As opposed to (laughs) being more empathetic, you know? So while you might still go through the proper steps of doing the right thing, uh, if you're, if you're internally taking it personally, they might still read that um, and, you know, might go down the same path.
0: Yeah. And it definitely puts kind of a chill in the closeness. It's, it's, uh, rejection sucks. Yeah, it, whether it's a minor rejection or a big fat rejection, rejection just plain old doesn't feel good and it distances people. So it's perfectly legitimate to take uh, uh, to be upset if there genuinely is rejection of you. This is not called don't take it personally ever. This <laughs> is start by not taking it personally and then see what happens. <laughs>
1: yes. That's such a yeah, because um I I try to I think about this kind of stuff a lot just in life in general of when you approach people um you know, assuming the worst or assuming the best. Uh and I'm, you know, I'm the the half Uh, the glass half full type guy. So I'm always the guy that, you know, pretty much assumes the better of whatever the two things I could assume. And I think that's kind of the same thing here. You know, assume it's not about you. Assume they love you. Don't take it personally. uh, And then use that as your starting point.
0: Exactly. And then we go from there. Because you can see that we, we, all of us, you, me, everybody, Steve, often we make much ado about nothing. Mm -hmm. In other words, some some small mood deviation or some being late or whatever, we take so personally that we turn it into this giant conflagration. And enough, after that, there is going to be stuff you should take personally. Um, And I'm basically saying you don't necessarily have to go there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not everything needs to be a battle, right? Not everything needs to be a fight. Not
0: at all. (laughs) Absolutely. No. And putting yourself – I think that one of the signs of maturity, and I don't mean by that getting old because I've met some very mature 20-year-olds, <laughs> and some very immature 80-year-olds. Sure. But I think a sign of maturity, of of true grown-upness is the willingness and ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes.
1: Mm. I, uh, I got nothing to add to that. That's <laughs> – <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Um yeah. uh, any any other uh, parting tips or do you think we've covered this one pretty well?
0: No, I think we've actually uh, covered it pretty well. Excellent.
1: Excellent, I do too. Um, so with that, uh, I will uh, we can wrap this thing up. Um, so thank you Noel as always, uh, fantastic advice um, and uh, you always put things so crystal clear um, in your explanation. so thank you.
0: Thank you, Steve.
1: Um, and before uh, we wrap things up here, I want to remind everyone you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, the author of nine best selling books. Um, her two most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. She has a new book out uh, for the Kindle e reader. Um, and by the way, when I say the Kindle e reader, it's actually you don't have to have like the physical Kindle device Um, there's apps so if you have an iPhone or an iPad or Android device there's actually Kindle apps that you can download for free so um, if you do have one of those devices be sure to download her latest book Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy it is fantastic and anybody in a uh, business management leadership position should read this thing. It's, uh, it's really fantastic. Uh, you can get more information uh, about Noelle from Noelle at her website, NoelleNelson.com. You can follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. noelle Nelson. Uh, I of course am on Twitter at hitched media. You can get all of her fantastic relationship advice on our website, hitchedmagcom Um, and uh, be sure, if you like what you're hearing, uh, give, a, give a little rating or something on iTunes. You can hear us on Stitcher. If you if you don't like the iTunes uh, method, um, Stitcher will actually automatically download the episodes. Before we wrap this up, I wanna talk about some big changes that are happening on the Hitch website. So we are now a part of a Google pilot program called Google Consumer Surveys. And what this is, is a micro survey. So one to two questions. So for example, it might ask you first, are you a parent? And then it would ask you, uh, if you are a parent, do you use um, recyclable or disposable diapers? That's it. So what happens is it will gray out the content on our website um, and you answer those two questions and it will then grant you access. Now, this isn't going to happen all the time. Um, It's really easy. It's really fast. It's really simple. And uh, all the answers that you provide are anonymous. They do not keep a profile on you, they do not use that information to target ads toward you. Um, so it, it stays completely anonymous and it's a really quick, easy way for you to gain access to the Hitched content and for us to keep that content free for you. Um, now, if the, if you're still really uncomfortable with this um, arrangement, Totally understand. Um, it's it, it, like again, I will repeat. It's completely safe. It's completely anonymous. It's, it's Google, so you know they're um, you know they're trying to do the right thing here. Um, but if if you're still uncomfortable with it, uh, we do have a second option to grant to give you access to our content, uh, which is through um, sharing what you're about to read. So through Facebook, uh, Google Plus, or Twitter. You just click that little share button, and that will give you access. Um, Again, this isn't going to happen all the time, just on uh, 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 random occasions. Um, And so when you see it... you know, it'll take uh, literally seconds—less um, than five seconds, probably. Uh, so check it out, um, and we—you know—we think it's a really easy, simple way for to keep providing you with this really great content from these uh, um, highly respected experts. So um, we we hope you agree, and if you if you have any thoughts on it, uh, we would love to hear from you. So um, that is the. Uh, the, the, the big change that we're doing and uh, you know hopefully this will lead us into even more greater uh, changes uh, and help us provide even greater content for you in the future that was a little bit long winded Noel but thank you for sticking, <laughs> sticking around through that um, and one last time thank you so much and uh, as always really appreciate your time and um, expertise my pleasure Okay, that's gonna do it this week. Uh thank you again everybody and take care. our heads of all- Before you hit the pause button, you may have noticed we have a new intro and outro theme song there. It is from HB Surround Sound. It is called Top of the World, and it is on their latest album, Get Your Dance On, and you can find that in the iTunes store. Again, the album is Get Your Dance On, the artist HB Surround Sound, and the song Top of the World. Thanks for listening.